The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. To talk us through perhaps what might be announced and some of the other state government issues on the line, we've got Darren Cheeseman, uh, the MP for South Byron. Darren, good morning. Thanks for being on the program. Good morning, Mitchell. Great to be with you. So, uh, first of all, what can we expect today? Can we expect some positive news from the Premier? Uh, Look, I would fully expect uh, that we can today make some announcements uh, to ease restrictions. Of course, I must say... Uh, the Premier, uh, the Chief Health uh, Officer uh, and all of those that have had responsibility for managing the pandemic uh, will be internally grateful for the hard work of everyday Victorians uh, by following the advice of the Chief Health Officer. Uh, We've been able to curtail the spread of COVID-19 and that's very pleasing. Of course, uh, on the other hand, we've seen what's happened in New South Wales, uh, particularly in Sydney, where Uh, The virus uh, is uh, ripping through the Sydney community um, and uh, I'm sure that most Victorians will be grateful that we've followed the advice of the Chief Health Officer and ensured that we haven't endured the same experience that they're going through right now. That said, I mean, we've done it very hard here in Victoria. I crunched the numbers last night and I found that if Sydney was in lockdown until November uh, and we come out of lockdown today and then go back into another lockdown, we could still be um, in a position where we've spent more days in lockdown than they have. So Victoria in particular has done it tough and I suppose that's why we really need to avoid any future lockdowns. Well, absolutely. Of course, uh, avoiding the damaging consequences of uh, COVID-19 Uh, means that our health and hospital system's not not overwhelmed uh, to make sure that we don't have any unnecessary deaths. Uh, And from my end, uh, and I know the Chief Health Officer's end, uh, by following those very clear instructions, we can curtail the spread of this virus. Uh, Of course, uh, cool climates like the Victorian climate have proven uh, globally to be um, a strong indicator of the capacity of the virus to spread. And that's why uh, uh, climates like the like New York, uh, like uh, of course uh, uh, the British Isles, um, and indeed like Melbourne, uh, have uh, proven to be uh, a very strong environment for the spread of this virus. The Department of Health has just published the case figures for today. Ten new local cases and no new cases acquired overseas. And it says all of the locally acquired cases are linked to current outbreaks and all were in quarantine throughout their entire infectious period. So that's just dropped about uh, 60 seconds ago. How do you react to that news? Well, I think that's very, very pleasing that our... uh, that our uh, quarantine system's working, that people are following the advice of the Chief Health Officer, that people are staying home and quarantining as they've been instructed to do so. I think all of those things uh, uh, have meant uh, for quite a number of days that we've caught the virus, we've stopped it spreading into uh, people's communities, and I think that's a good thing. And um, in terms of the vaccine rollout, are things improving there? Because I know there's been a lot of concern and even talking to people in the community that have wanted to be vaccinated, they've said it's actually quite hard to get a booking. Are things slowly getting better there? Uh, Well, not from my end. I think the Commonwealth has very much uh, let down um, the Victorian community and the Australian community. They didn't secure adequate supply of vaccine. They didn't secure a diversity of vaccine options. Uh, And that means uh, that we've had to endure 
uh, more lockdowns than were necessary. If the Commonwealth had have uh, been able to provide a secure supply of the vaccine for our country, uh, then I don't think we would be enduring these lockdowns. Uh, the Commonwealth need to get on with it, secure more vaccine, supply it to the states, supply it to our communities uh, so that we can get our society vaccinated, uh, so that we can, of course, uh, avoid unnecessary lockdowns. Have we improved our contact tracing and our uh, processes around QR codes? Have we learned anything from this lockdown that will improve things in the future? Because I'm just going to what I've heard from people that have been caught up at some of the exposure sites and they say sometimes it takes a couple of days for the contact traces to catch up, particularly when you get that really high number of exposure sites and lots of primary close contacts. Is there room, I just wonder, for, for example, some automation of the contact tracing, you know, using that QR code information to have it almost instantaneous once it's an exposure site, someone gets a text message and simplifying those processes a bit? Well, look, uh, I have no doubt uh, the Chief Health Officer and uh, his uh, uh, advisors are continually improving our system, our contact tracing system. Uh, I must say the QR QR code uh, system is working very well. Uh, I certainly know people uh, who were at the football um, uh, where it was a Tier 1 exposure site and they were notified. Uh, almost immediately that that information became available. Uh, I think we have very, very strong systems. It's not to say that there's, you know, I I have no doubt uh, professional people uh, such as the Chief Health Officer are continually looking for ways that they can improve the system. Uh, But I must say our system here in Victoria uh, is very, very strong. Uh, It's working uh, and it's why uh, we are only identifying cases at this stage uh, of people uh, who are already in quarantine because uh, we're identifying who they are, we're putting them into quarantine, we're informing them, they're following those instructions and that means we've curtailed the spread of this virus uh, and hopefully uh, we can burn it out in the next uh, few weeks. And uh, what's the support been like during this lockdown, particularly for business and you know, the, ter- the surf coast relies a lot on hospitality and tourism operations. Has the support gone far enough in your eyes? Uh, I absolutely think the Commonwealth needs to restore JobKeeper and JobSeeker. I think that uh, is very, very important to help underpin people's uh, welfare, to help underpin people's uh, economic well-being. Uh, it's up to the Commonwealth, of course, to administer those programs. Uh, though I think uh, if we were to put pl- in place JobSeeker and JobKeeper again, uh, then I think we would have um, many people who are doing it very tough at the moment, providing uh, a lifeline from the Commonwealth. And it's uh, up to them to provide that. And certainly from my end, I think that would make a huge difference to the Victorian community and I have no doubt to the Sydney community. Um, Homes for people living with mental illness. I saw you were part of an announcement with the Premier um, at a new property. I think it was in Highton, wasn't it, where um, that was being built. Can you talk us through that? Well, absolutely. Uh, We know from the Royal Commission into Mental Health uh, that uh, our system is broken. Uh, That's why we held the Royal Commission. That's why we're, of course, making record investments. That's why we're reforming the Mental Health Act. Uh, And, of course, one of the things that we very much want to do is to provide secure uh, uh, housing for those that are suffering long-term mental health issues. Of course, we know if we can secure uh, their uh, housing, uh, then many of the other pieces that are required to address their mental health issues will fall into place. 
uh, particularly if we have adequate support. Uh, I had the great pleasure uh, of uh, visiting a new, a new uh, set of homes, apartments uh, that we built in Heighton um, through the Haven Foundation uh, for those uh, enduring mental health issues. Uh, and I know certainly in terms of talking to those residents that they were very grateful uh, and I think it'll make a huge difference to the quality of their life uh, and it'll enable them uh, to remove uh, housing as a problem so that they can focus on ele other elements of their lives so that they can have a rich and rewarding life. Are there plans to expand that beyond uh, that particular site in Heighton? Are there plans for more in our region? We need to do a lot more um, and we need to make a lot more investments uh, into our mental health system, including the provision of uh, social housing. Uh, and I look forward to future budget, budgets, future initiatives where we make those investments, where we make those profound differences uh, to those uh, uh, who have uh, suffered mental health issues. Uh, as I say, we know um, from the uh, Royal Commission that our system has been broken for some time. Uh, we're going to rebuild it uh, from its a complete rebuild uh, and providing further homes for those suffering mental health uh, is the right thing to do, and we'll do that. The Premier Spirit of Anzac Prize, what is that? What does that celebrate? Well, of course, um, uh, Australia uh, has, um, uh, of course, uh, many of um, the founding hallmarks of uh, Australia can be uh, traced back to... Uh, well, really, 1901, but the first time as a nation we came together uh, under war. Uh, the, um, uh, of course, the, the the First World War, uh, and many of um, uh, our nation's uh, attributes uh, and values can be traced back to then. And of course, the uh, the premier uh, has recognised that history, that significant history, and that's why he's got uh, this particular uh, reward. Uh, and I look forward to. Uh, encouraging my community to participate where they can in it. I read in the Sefco's Times that the new Sefco Shire CEO has started. Just wondering if you've uh, met and spoken about some of the issues and what is the relationship like between council CEOs and the local state MP? Uh, well, it's a very, very important relationship. Uh, uh, as a local member of parliament, uh, we uh, constantly are engaging uh, uh, with uh, the CEOs of our local municipalities. Uh, Robin Stevens uh, uh, is a, known, uh, a name known to me. Uh, I think I've met her uh, when she was a bureaucrat with Vic Roads. Um, she's got uh, a vast amount of experience. I, I look forward to catching up with her. I think she's only just started uh, this week. I look forward to that first face-to-face um, -face opportunity when COVID uh, allows I look forward to uh, engaging with her on some of the important issues um, uh, for the surf coast, some of the investments that we could make uh, to, to improve uh, uh, the tourist offering, um, not only for the existing community, but for those that love to come to the surf coast uh, for their holidays. And just last of all, I see um, that the Stage 2 submissions in, re in relation to the boundaries of South Bowen, that closes in about three days' time with the uh, Electoral Commission. What do you think about the new boundaries, and have you seen any submissions that have challenged or tried to contest some of those proposed boundaries? And, of course, these boundaries would see Torquay moved out of the electorate and you basically becoming an MP really focusing on that Armstrong Creek-type area. Well, what I would say is the Boundaries Commission is an independent process where 
Uh, people are encouraged to participate in that process, but it's independently done. Um, and uh, all political parties, of course, make submissions. Communities uh, can make submissions. Um, what I can say uh, is that uh, as our community grows, um, we need to, of course, shed some voters to keep ourselves within the statutory limits uh, of, um, uh, of, uh, of seats. Uh, and unfortunately, Surf Coast at this stage, um, as recognised by the Boundaries Commission, uh, needs to come out of the seat to make sure that South Barwon remains within its entitlement. Uh, of course, I love uh, representing Torquay and Janjak and will continue to make strong representations for them uh, up until the state election. Uh, I look forward to contesting uh, as the member for South Barwon, whatever the final decision of the Boundaries Commission might be. Certainly anyone who wishes to make a submission uh, is entitled to do so, is encouraged to do so. Um, this is a uh, key part of our democratic process. Uh, setting uh, our electoral boundaries is very important. Um, and uh, I must say that I look forward to uh, uh, the outcome and look forward to campaigning uh, in the lead-up to the state election next year. And these proposed boundaries make South Bowen more marginal than what it is currently under the, the uh, <coughs> result that you had in the 2018 election. How do you feel about that? I mean, South Bowen, it's been a marginal seat for as long as I can remember. Uh, look, uh, I, I will uh, work every single day to put a very strong case for the re-election of the Andrews Labor government uh, for my re-election. Of course, I think some of the key issues uh, in the electorate are uh, population growth uh, and making sure we deliver the infrastructure required to support those new communities, make sure we make those investments uh, into the services that people need. Um, I don't think the boundaries change will change the margin much really at all. Uh, less than half a percent. Uh, I always treat every single vote as important. I always treat my seats that I represent as marginal and will continue to do so. I'm not too fussed by uh, how the uh, seats uh, ultimately um, drawn up. I just look forward to uh, putting a strong case for the re-election of the Andrews government to make sure that we continue to make those investments. Um, I must say, when I reflect on um, the achievements um, by the previous member, I see very little evidence um, that the Liberal Party represented this community and made those investments, whereas on the other hand, I've seen a lot of investments made by the Andrews Labor government, and I look forward to continuing to see those investments delivered to this community. Well, Darren, thanks for being on the program this morning, and we'll catch up again next month. My pleasure. Great to be with you, Mitchell. Thank you very much. Darren Cheeseman with us there, MP for South Barwon. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.